Hi, how are you? I am great. How are you today? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, I, I got something <laughs> in my eye, um, and it's driving me crazy, and I can't get it out. Um, are you crying, think... Joe? What's got you upset? No, it's, I don't know, dust? Something? <laughs> I have no idea. It's... You know, dust in this world, it's it's all like little little tiny children without parents and they're all alone in this world and it makes me sad too i understand why you're crying yeah. all we are is dust in the wind but uh it's oh, true yeah uh the the uh the so enough about my uh eye and let's talk about iphones shall we oh zing zang zuby yeah that's my new catchphrase by the way zing zang zuby yeah, zing zang zuby. Okay. Just came up with it on the spot. Let's How try, do you like it? Let's try working that into more conversation, shall we? <laughs> All right. Anytime anytime it makes sense during the show, you're mm-hmm. going to hear it. <laughs> Listen for the special word. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dear. So uh, you got but... your iPhone Friday, right? I did. I got it on opening night because it's a show. <laughs> Uh, and you had placed your pre-order and everything had gone well for you and you didn't have any drama at all, right? No, no drama, no drama for the pre-order. Correct. Yes. Now, one unfortunate thing is you had drama upon delivery. (laughs) My poor unfortunate soul. Uh, yes. But let us, let us talk about, I think we should, we should go chronologically. So okay. we should talk about your pre-order first and the, the horrible experience that happened there. Uh, it's not that interesting to listen to, except um, if you ran through the same thing, it could probably feel cathartic if you hear somebody else describing how they had a miserable time. Um, but uh, so on the pre-order night, uh, a little after midnight, the store finally opened up. I started the process of applying for the iPhone upgrade program because everybody seemed to be really positive about it now. Uh, people had been less pro- positive about it in years past, but uh, the the opinions seemed to be moving in a positive direction. So I was like, let me try that out. Uh, while I was filling out the paperwork and had selected a uh, in-store pickup uh, date and time for opening day uh, at the Sherman Oaks Apple store, uh, as I filled out the, this dumb paperwork uh the the store went down and then i got the same splash screen the uh we're we're excited to show you something soon too uh thing that you you (laughs) got from before and so i waited and i waited and i waited and 10 minutes later i could finally get back into the store uh i tried force quitting tried everything um so after the 10 minutes had elapsed and i got back into the store the pickup times that i wanted were no longer there but there was still some in the uh late evening and afternoon so i tried again and then those disappeared while i was filling out the paperwork and it's it became a, a ship date only thing uh, of mid November, so then I keep trying to fill out the paperwork, and uh, by the time I had finished again, that ship date had slipped again. But uh, the modal dialog box that I got was that uh, Apple would be processing my paperwork, and they would send me an email with my confirmation in eight hours, uh, and not to apply again for a phone. So there I was, just sitting there. Now, I know a lot of other people had problems with uh, reaching the carriers and stuff like that. I didn't have any carrier issues at all. Uh, it just seemed to be something wrong with the upgrade program. Uh, in the morning, I got an email from Apple uh, at their no reply alias, which was interesting because they asked me <laughs> to reply to them. Um, they said, reply to this email. And I'm like, are you sure? It says no reply. But uh, they they were like, send us your if you placed another order, send us your confirmation. And if you didn't place one, go place another order now and send it to us. And we're going to look through it and determine what we need to do. And then there were three non-threaded email conversations with different customer service representatives uh, that seemed to go nowhere, uh, with all of them saying that no action was required. And it was like, well, then what was the point of this email? But uh, that seemed to be an acknowledgement that something had gone wrong with the uh, connection, I'm assuming, the connection they have with the bank um, that processes the iPhone upgrade program paperwork, uh, because when I talked to somebody else who had applied to it uh, in the Six Colors member Slack, uh, Jason Snell's Six Colors, uh, he has a, a Slack for members of, of things, and one of the other people in there was saying they went through the same exact experience too, but when they had reapplied in the morning, they had uh, 
gone with the the upgrade program again, whereas I had just paid in full because I was sick of it. Um, and when he had done the upgrade program again, they had shifted his uh, shipment date up, but they didn't sh- uh, change mine. But then like an hour or two later, they just changed mine anyways, but it wasn't as close as his was. It was still uh, mid-November instead of mid-December. Um, it, it was slightly annoying. Uh, my boyfriend's had... My boyfriend decided not to wake up early in the morning uh, because he was on <laughs> East Coast time at a conference. There's your first mistake. Yeah. He's just like, I'm not doing it. And so he got up at six and he placed an order and it was mid, mid-December um, and he was fine with that. Um, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm not waking up that early. Uh, and, and that was the pre-order drama. However, um, I had noticed that PCALC uh, developer, uh, James Thompson, uh, had been tweeting his disappointment that he had gotten up at 6 a.m. for nothing because uh, in-store pickup was supposed to be available again on the Apple Store. But uh, then, then that got me thinking, because I was reading this in the middle of the night because it was 6 a.m. his time. I was like, what if it's 6 a.m. my time? <laughs> and then I, was, uh, I checked in the morning. Uh, like the seven when I got up again, not waking up at six for nothing. Uh, and they had in-store pickup on November 4th, uh, that morning. So the day after the iPhone launch, uh, they didn't have this option prior to that. And, uh, I was just like, well, this is stupid because you can't change your order from a delivery, a mid November delivery to an in-store pickup. You have to cancel your order and then place a new order. So, I canceled my order where I had paid in full, uh, and that reset that. Then I had to wait a couple minutes for the carrier to approve my application for a a, a phone uh, because the carrier thought that I still had one coming uh, and that I couldn't activate anything unless I was adding a phone to my plan. I was like, nope, 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 refresh, 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 refresh. and then uh, eventually got around to that. (sighs) Got the in-store pickup time. Uh, set it up to to get that Saturday and uh, told my boyfriend what I'd just done uh, because I didn't want to put him through all of the paperwork shenanigans if he didn't have to do it. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he had applied with the upgrade program and when he went to cancel, he had to actually call and talk to a rep. Uh, and so he had to sit there and wait on hold and then he finally got through to a rep, and the rep's trying to discourage him from canceling because they're like, oh, you know, you're, you're because everybody's canceling this morning... Because apparently this was something a lot of other people were doing. They're like, uh, everybody's canceling this morning. You know, you you might just uh, get your ship date moved up if you just wait on the line. And he's he's like, no, just just cancel the thing. And they're like, okay, well, it's going to take five days to process the paperwork. Uh, and uh, he's just like, screw it, I don't care anymore. Uh, I'm going to buy a Samsung phone. Blah 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 blah. He he was he was in a mood. Um, so <laughs> buy a Samsung phone. Yeah, it, it, there there have been no less than three times during this process that Jason has threatened to to, to buy a Samsung Galaxy S8. Uh, not because he wants one, but just just out of I don't know spite, vengeance. Stick it to the man. Yeah, uh, but but so he he was unhappy. Uh, but turns out what that representative said about the five day window was inaccurate, and he was able to immediately. Uh, get into the store for a pickup window time. Um, same store, but his was an hour later. We show up to the store, and our they took care of us both at the same time. There was no line. There was no wait. There was nothing going on. It was like a totally normal store. There were just black stanchions, uh, four lines, if one were to develop outside of the front of the store, but no one was there. It was so strange. But So that's, that's how I got mine November 4th instead of mid-November or mid-December. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it was a stupid hassle. Yeah. Let's talk about your, your phone. Ah, <sighs> well, okay. I got my phone. Yes. On opening night, like I said, um, and I opened it that night and I was using it and, um, I was laying in my bed, uh, watching something on television. Uh, so it was, it was dark in the room. Um, and I went to send a tweet and I use the uh, official Twitter app, the first party Twitter app, uh, and I use it in their dark mode. I can't remember what it's called, like night mode or something. Yeah. Um, blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's this dark gray <laughs> blue color. Um, and I went to, you know, hit the, the new tweet button, which basically creates a, a pretty big rectangle on, on screen um, in this dark gray blue color. And in in the dark, uh, with the brightness obviously down on the display, 
um, I noticed something very strange about my display. There were these weird uh, variations and shifts in color, uh, all, like horizontally, these little lines that were variations of, 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 of color and brightness even. So it wasn't completely the same brightness across the entirety of the display, and it wasn't completely the same color. So within like this, this gray-blue background, you could see a little bit of green, a little bit of, of, uh, of darker, you know, black, and it was just very strange. And it was almost as if like the screen was marbled or something. Um, so I thought, well, maybe this is just Twitter or maybe it's a glitch with, oh dear, there's a mosquito trying to attack me. Okay, oh no. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Uh, <laughs> zing, zang, zuby. I killed that mosquito. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, uh, I thought maybe, um, it was because I had True Tone and um, Night Shift both on, uh, you know, iOS's Night Shift, not just the fact that it was on in the Twitter app. And I thought maybe, too, the, the background on uh, the Twitter app is not entirely gray. So I started by turning off True Tone and Night Shift. And it's like, maybe it's a bug, you know, in, in the beta or something. And I could still see it. So I went into, I launched a Pixelmator and I created a completely solid color, darker gray background, uh, or rectangle rather. And I made it full screen and I could still see the lines. And I put a little bit of uh, text on top of that gray bar and sort of moved it up and down. And the bars, the little bars and variations that I could see stayed where they were, no matter where the text was moving. So I was like, okay, this is definitely the screen. Now here's the deal. I could have lived with that and just not worried about it because when the brightness is up far enough, you can't even see it at all. And in most cases, you can't see it. It's only whenever it's this dark gray, because when it goes completely black, then of course, we don't have to have illumination at all. But it's just in this dark gray area. I couldn't live with that. What I couldn't live with is that the fact is when the um, when the screen auto adjusts brightness and it adjusts it down uh, right before things are about to shut off, like, or, or rather right before things are down to the farthest uh, dimness that you can get with the screen, the screen starts to flicker. My screen oh, no. starts to flicker. Uh, so it's like, yeah, that's definitely an issue. I am going to have to uh, deal with this. So I, um, put in, I, I hopped online and I put in a, um, a, a scheduled call and the next morning for, um, Apple support and I talked to a very nice person and they put me through to, uh, Apple's online store support and, um, they had to like call somebody else and, and get everything processed. And, um, basically they said, you know, we will, uh, prepare to get you a new phone. Um, and what you'll need to do is because I live, I live really far away from an Apple store. So it's like, I really don't want to have to go to an Apple store if I don't have to. Um, but I also don't want to wait, you know, seven months for a, a new phone. So let's figure out how we can do this. So they said, Hey, we will, um, we'll send you a, uh, an email that has like information and we'll tell you like when we think it's going to ship. And, um, then what you need to do is send in your phone. Um, and as soon as we see that your phone has been sent in, we will ship out, uh, a new phone for you. And so I got an email and it was telling me that my phone wasn't going to ship new, the new phone wouldn't ship until the, till December 8th or 9th. Oh my God. And they wanted me to send in my phone by November 20th. Uh, that happens to be the same date that I have to send in my phone, my, my iPhone 7 Plus as well. Um, they sent, because whenever you do the upgrade program, uh, separately, they'll ship you a return kit. And so I have a return kit sitting in my office uh, waiting for me to put my plus in. Um, and I was sort of trying to figure out if I was going to need to use that while I'm waiting for the uh, iPhone 10. However, like I said, they wanted me to ship both of them to them by November 20th, and they weren't going to be getting me my new phone until the 8th or the 9th. So... I talked to uh, Stephen Hackett over on Relay FM and a few other people I know who are, uh, you know, used to work in, in Apple support and all that kind of thing. And I basically said, hey, do you think if I call them and say, cancel this return, 
what I'll do is um, schedule an appointment at an Apple store whenever I think that the stock is going to be back in. Um, and at that point, then I'll just turn in my phone and get a new one, you know, there on the spot. And they're like, yeah, 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 that shouldn't be a problem. Like, they're not going to be upset that you, you know, canceled this return and want to wait to do a return later. However, this morning, uh, as of like, let's see, this would have been uh, 1.52 a.m. Um, oh, you I were up an, then. I, no, I was not. I <laughs> Well, maybe I was up, but I did not get an email uh, or didn't see the email until this morning when I woke up. Uh, but the, the email got sent to me at 1.52 a.m. Uh, I got an email from the Apple store and it said, your shipment is on its way, on its way. And then it has an order number and it has an iPhone 10, 256 gigabytes silver uh, GSM because I'm on AT&T uh, with a tracking number and everything. Uh, interestingly, they're... Estimated date for delivery is November 14th, uh, but UPS says that it's going to be arriving this Thursday. <laughs> uh, it's got my <sighs> Apple Care Plus. It's, it shows that it's a new iPhone. It's got all this stuff. I haven't sent in my iPhone 10. I have no idea what's happening. But um, basically, if the phone arrives Thursday or it arrives November 14th, either way, I will jump for joy. I will check for the same screen issue, and then I will send in both my iPhone 7 Plus and my iPhone 10 with the faulty screen, and I will rest comfortably knowing that I didn't have to wait till the 8th or the 9th. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, that seems to be a theme between our experiences, is that uh, the, the right hand doesn't seem to know what the left hand is doing at the Apple exactly. Store. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on because they should not have sent me, like, everybody told me they would not send me a new phone until I at least sent in my phone. Apple said that, um, and then so did the people that I talked to who used to work for Apple. So no idea how this phone is coming to me. And maybe they're just, like, eager to get the, the broken phone to capture for QA. But regardless, I'm not going to complain. Um, like, they have... At most, the they have my information through uh, the you know that the iPhone upgrade loan thing. Um, so it's not like I, I don't think that they just like try to charge me the full price of the phone or something like that. And I doubt that my bank would let that happen. So um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Should be interesting. And uh, if if you know bad things happen, um, then I'll get them ironed out. By talking to uh, Apple support again, but um, by talking to are... three different reps who have no idea what the other <laughs> rep said to you. Exactly. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is like I waited a long time on hold while the person allegedly told the other gal who I talked to afterward what the whole thing was. But then as I was recounting the details to her, she, you know, a lot of it seemed new, and I'm like, I thought that the reason I was waiting so long was because he was trying to tell you the whole story. Anyway. Um, should be fine. I, I'm sure it'll all work out in the end. Um, but it'll be interesting having two iPhone 10s uh, for a short period of time in the house. And I can compare the screens and make sure that the, the new one is fine. So fingers crossed that I can shout Zing Zang Zuby when I launch that <laughs> new phone and there's no problem with the screen. Yeah, I, I, had saw, I saw on uh, Twitter that Mark Gurman had a screen issue with his too, although it seemed to be touch related, um, where uh -oh. the sensor wasn't working, but he got his exchanged, uh, and it was fine. The new replacement one. Um, so it seems there are maybe a handful of defective ones out there circulating, which is no fun, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, getting your, your new, uh, uh, iPhone because, while it might sound like these are toys, and to a degree they are toys, uh, but they are also technically mostly your way of accessing everything in your life these days. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I recently went through an experience where I needed to have some information, and I didn't have the physically printed card that I needed to have. And I was like, well, well what do I do? And it turns out there's an app for that. Um, and ah. so I had uh, a digital version of that card through the, the provider uh, that I could get uh, on my phone and, and show, and everything was fine. And I was just like, this is kind of insane uh, that I don't need to deal with uh, tracking <laughs> these stupid cards that get sent to me in the mail these days. Was but, it proof of insurance? Yes, it was proof of yes. insurance. Um, Same. I love, I love being able to just pop that open on my phone. I guess I, honestly, I have, pay, I have paid. 
my insurance this whole entire time that I've had car. I've had a, uh, I've been insured since I was 16 years old. Um, I just sometimes lose track of the cards. Um, cause I'm, I'm not very good with paperwork. It turns out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I needed that not because I was in an accident, but for other different reasons. Uh, now the, uh, back to the iPhone 10, uh, you got yours first and you were running through the paces on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. And you're you're of course looking at it from the the, the lens of a uh, uh, journalist, um, a, a tech writer, uh, and you uh, probably have some some insights from that run through that I, I don't have because I'm just like yay phone. <laughs> yeah, um, you know it's been it's been interesting. I think that you know there's plenty of narrative out there about. Um, I either liking the notch or not like the notch and all that jazz and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and so I try to approach these things from a personal perspective because I don't want to say like, um, I don't want to give the impression that, you know, my thoughts on something are the thoughts that other people should have, which I think is something that a lot of uh, tech journalists will do. Um, it, it's, it's, there's a, I've said this before. I think there's a big lack of empathy in the uh, tech sector, and we we don't necessarily always a consider how everyday people use the device, and also how our opinions on things are not necessarily going to be the opinions that um, that that you know consumers are going to have. And I think like you know the Mac is an example of that. There are so many Macs that people buy, uh, but our little corner of the the web very much hates that new MacBook Pro, but so many people have apparently purchased it and love it, and it's it's fine. Um, when it comes to to the iPhone, yes, I mean I think that the only reason I saw the screen issue is because I'm putting the thing through its paces and trying to test everything. Um, I have I've been so far really impressed with uh, Face ID. Um, I've had it. I've had it fail, I think, twice. Once was whenever I was, uh, I tend to, at night, I sleep with the covers over my head. Um, so I, like, sleep underneath the covers. And I had woke up in the morning. I grabbed my phone. And because I keep it chilly in the house, like, it's it's uh, turning toward fall and, and, and getting nice and chilly and, um, I keep the windows open. And so it's cold outside. Um, so I, I sort of went back underneath my covers with my, uh, phone. I was the groundhog who saw its shadow and, um, I, you know, looked at the phone and it couldn't register my face. And then I realized, well, duh, the cover is, is partially covering my face and I couldn't see, you know, the whole extent of it. And then the other time was like with a side glance instead of looking at it dead on or whatever. Um, with the notch, uh, I have not really, you know, had an issue with that in terms of, of noticing it being something that was uh, annoying. And I think that the big thing there for me, at least, is because I've had white um, iOS devices, white fronted iOS devices for a long time. So I've never really cared about the fact that, you know, because a lot of people, the reason that they say they like the the black front uh, devices is that the screen sort of disappears into the bezels and you can't sort of see where the screen ends and it makes for a more immersive experience. For some reason, that's never bothered me. And so with this notch, like it's the same thing. I My, my brain quickly sort of ignores the fact that there's this little uh, indent into the screen. Um, with the camera system, I have been impressed with that. Um, in fact, something that was the most interesting to me is that uh, all of those stage light and stage light mono, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that's the uh, filter that is um, that uses uh, depth sensing to create, uh, you know, a, a depth map and then apply this filter where the background turns black and the foreground is lit. And so you can basically see a person. It's almost as if you've taken a person and put them in a very dark room and then lit them uh, individually. And so it cuts out the background and and just drops them um, in there lit up. Well, T- tiny disclaimer in I- go ahead. in an ideal scenario, it would be yes. that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's the thing is that like a lot of times this thing has failed. I've seen whenever the the reviews are going on. However, um, since seeing it in in 
more people's hands, I've seen some pretty impressive photos that have been taken with that. I was expecting that that, uh, and I've actually taken a couple that I was like, what in the world? I didn't think this was going to turn out. Um, there used to be a filter on Instagram and I, it, the name escapes me now, but it was just the worst filter and like everybody knew it and nobody used it. And anytime anyone used it, like you'd get roasted for using it because it was a terrible filter. And I thought that this was going to be the same sort of thing. Like don't ever use a stage light. Um, but I've actually seen some really delightful photos taken with this. That said, it seems to fail quite a bit and um, is not necessarily always going to work. But when it does, especially the uh, stage light mono, it like makes your eyes look gorgeous um, and really just sort of, uh, of course, draws attention to your face because your face is being shown. Um, other than that, uh, I have to say I have enjoyed the convenience of wireless charging which is upsetting to me oh, because really I know I know I'm so mad <laughs> so mad that I'd like it because uh, I if, if for anyone who's like just tuning in and have never heard me complain about it a I'm surprised because I'm always complaining about it <laughs> yeah. I don't like the name wireless charging because it's mm, not what's the deal with wireless charging it still has <laughs> wires <laughs> Yes, there's still wires involved. There's a wire running from this wireless charging pad right now. And the fact is, it's not charging unless it's sitting on the thing. And so if you take it off, it's no longer charging. And you would think that you could like walk around in your house and it's always charging. That's the future that I want. Uh, but it's not the one that we have right now. Regardless, the fact that I can just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. I just... Boop, drop it onto that pad right before I go to bed. And then I wake up in the morning and it's charged. It's really nice. I don't have to go uh, reaching underneath my bed because the cord fell off and I'm trying to find it and plug it in. Um, so I have a, a wireless charging pad in my office on my desk and I have a wireless charging pad on my nightstand. And I do like the convenience of it. And I'm so mad at myself for liking it, but I do. And uh, that's pretty much it. I think, you know, if you have any any specific things that you were wondering how I felt about, we could talk about that. But I'm curious to hear from you because, uh, especially when it comes to, I mean, you know, you're known for drawing circles on portrait mode and um, <laughs> also for, for being a discerning eye when it comes to uh, displays and media. So I, I would love to hear your perspective on all of that. Okay. Uh, I I haven't had anything with my phone, which I would qualify as any sort of defect or an issue. Um, I do notice the blue shift that occurs uh, when you shift the camera, uh, when you shift the screen off axis from your viewing angle. Um, it's not bad, but you you definitely notice it, uh, especially if you're looking at a mostly white screen like Slack or uh, the internet. Um, but uh, in things like Tweetbot or uh, the official Twitter app or other things that have dark screen, uh, dark backgrounds, uh, you definitely don't notice it. Uh, like you, I don't really notice the notch as much as you do in the promotional photos. I think it's mainly because you're not looking at the top of the screen. There's nothing really there for right, information right. unless you know you need to look at the time or you know you need to look at your battery or whether you're on Wi-Fi or something. So you're mostly looking at stuff in the center of the screen in the area that is basically comparable to an iPhone 6, 7, or 8 uh center screen area like that's still where everything is basically staged when you're when you're glancing at your phone so it sort of disappears in your peripheral vision um when it's up at the top now sometimes when you're launching an app uh like slack and it, the whole entire screen goes white and you're just like oh look there's a notch um it, so it's not it's not bad uh i don't mind it and i don't mind the swiping gestures i'm getting used to them uh I'm mostly used to all the home button stuff now. Um, Apple Pay is still strange. I used that for the first time the other day. Uh, the uh, swipe down for control center thing is annoying because it turns out I use certain things in control center that are just uh, made a little less easily accessible by, by their yeah. relocation. Um, I hope they can determine some other better way of accessing that in the future. Uh, the... Uh, other weird thing is that uh, I have a pair of uh, Beats X headphones that I bought a while ago for use with my iPhone 6, which I replaced uh, with this one. And uh, the 
status bar used to have a little headphone icon when it would be connected, and that would let you know that when you pushed play in Overcast, uh, you would not be playing your podcast for everyone in the office. Uh, however, that icon is not there anymore because there's not room for it. Uh, so it's sort of a guess whether or not it's going to be playing over your your uh, wireless audio. Um, you can, of course, uh, pop open the 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 little thing that looks like an AirPlay icon in Overcast to pick your your output method just to be doubly sure. Or you can swipe down from the top corner and hit the uh, I don't know how to describe it the little w- wireless antenna squiggly lines that are in the corner <laughs> of the uh, playback widget. Uh, I still hate the playback widget, uh, but that's an yes, iOS 11 problem, not a not not an iPhone 10 problem. Um, and that that's that's all you know. Whatever it is, uh, Face ID. Uh, likewise, I haven't really had problems with it. And in the couple of uh, cases where it hasn't immediately recognized me, I've just tilted it back away from me and then back up again, and that uh, resets it so that it can look at my face, basically. Because I find that sometimes if it doesn't immediately detect me and it just shows that little padlock locked icon on the top uh Mm -hmm. that if i just keep staring at it nothing's going to happen but if i drop it back down and back up again it it tries again uh so that that's something to do um jason did turn off attention detection uh for him because he was getting a lot of problems with face id not recognizing him which was really strange Uh, i know that a few people have turned that feature off for convenience mm-hmm. um but uh but with him he was he was genuinely just getting a lot of problems um oh no yeah uh and it doesn't seem to be like a defective anything's wrong with the thing thing like i know there have been those initials <laughs> stories when uh people were like oh no they're not gonna have any inventory because there aren't enough uh ir blasters and they decline the quality assurance testing or whatever like, I don't think it's that. I think it's just for whatever reason um, isn't recognizing him. Also, he was holding it too close to his face or too far away, and then he was trying to open it when he's laying on his side, and face ID doesn't work when you're laying on your side. You have to kind of, like, go up a little on an angle. Um, yeah. Because yeah, it, it, it's only capable of working in portrait. Um, I don't know why, necessarily, because it has... I've been trying to think about that, too. It doesn't quite make sense to me. I, I would. Th- it's not as if those little dots are, you know, uh, uh, affected by gravity and will fall <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to portrait mode or something. Yeah, well, also, you, you know, you turn your uh, phone to the side and you take a photo, and then it knows that it the orientation is different, and it makes sure that that photo stays in that orientation. So why can't the IR blaster detect the orientation that it's in? I don't know. It's 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 a uh, uh, only really an issue when you're lying in bed uh, and you reach over for your phone, um, and it's not that much of an issue because you just kind of slightly adjust and then it works. Uh, like you said, I've had a couple of occasions where my face was partially obscured, uh, either absent-mindedly, like I had my my finger over my mouth or something, or. Uh, uh, uh the microphone in this case um right in front of my face uh between me and the 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 face id sensor so you know just minor things it's not an issue um i and uh, i'm surprised by how fast it is and fluid it is uh because it's not a situation where i'm holding my thumb down on a button although i did have the six still had the older uh touch id sensor it wasn't the uh new fancy one um but that that's mostly my experience. The other thing that I'm surprised by is the super gimmicky Animoji are just delighting me um, in a way what? that I can't describe. Yes. What? I was, I've refrained from sending you Animoji because I didn't think that you would like them. <laughs> what are you talking about? I made, I made um, what was it? Harry McCracken started uh, the, the Animoji karaoke thing on Twitter and a few people have done uh them now with uh with various songs lip synced uh to they're they're lip syncing link lip syncing to the song and then uh replacing the audio with this song so you wind up with uh animoji singing uh whatever the song is um and i I did one um uh, for frankie goes to hollywood uh relax uh and that was with the unicorn and it was it was super fun 
Uh, and I sent that to you, so I thought you would. I think you, we'd intuit that I'm a fun person and that I like fun things. I didn't realize that was from you. I thought you just saw it on. Oh my gosh! I'm only now seeing that that was you. T- your tweet. You're you're not good at Twitter. Micah. I'm not. I'm a failure. That's a. Uh, uh, oh no! Never mind. I was going to say a different variation of Zing Zang Zuby that was like a bad one, but I started <laughs> it with a B, and so then I was like, no, I'm not going to say Bing Bang. No, yeah, yeah. those. thank you. Thank you yeah. for curtailing. Uh, will not do that. No, and it's a good thing nobody will ever figure out what you're going to say. Right. Um, <laughs> what What would have come after that, I wonder? <laughs> uh, the world will never know. Um, now, uh, that that's also... Oh, also, the, the, uh, the one last thing that I've been the most impressed by more than anything else about this phone is battery life yes 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 now i know you you mostly have been inside of your house so far uh with your phone so it hey okay call me out (laughs) that's fine you don't know my Uh, life joseph home buddy micah do apparently (laughs) no but uh for me, though, I have a commute where I go to a office and I sit at the office and I do work all day long and then I go home. And my iPhone 6 was not up to that challenge. Uh, it's old. Its battery is old. Um, and on top of that, iOS 11 has apparently a kill battery setting that's been turned on by default. Uh, I have no idea what is happening. And at first I thought, you know, I must be just like the only one. Uh, maybe just my phone is just, you know, cause it's old and blah, 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 blah. But apparently everyone's iPhone sixes and some successes and sevens, uh, people are just reporting really awful battery life, uh, with mm-hmm. iOS 11. Um, and, uh, there seems to be no explicable reason for that because it's not like anything's really different in 10 and 11 on the surface level. Uh, so it just seems like there must be something under the hood that is just drawing way more power than it used to. Uh, and I was seeing battery lifetimes of uh, basically half a day where I'd have to recharge in the middle of the day and then uh, charge again, uh, either when I got uh, to either when I got home or before I left to go home, I'd have to at least like top it up a little. Um, it was, it was, it was not good for battery. Uh, and it's annoying because, okay, you know, no wireless charging. So you have to plug it and unplug it and you're sitting at your desk. And if you need to leave your desk, you got to unplug your phone and take it with you, you know, plug it back in. It's annoying. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I much prefer, uh, not having to do any of that and just have a phone that I can just leave on my desk and carry with me. Um, now I might get a wireless charging pad, uh, the, uh, the guy who sits next to me at work has one of those angled, like, I don't know how to describe it, those angled dock ones, the easel ones, um, where it's not flat and it's not completely vertical, but it's, you know, uh, sort of props it up so that you're staring at the phone and it charges it wirelessly on the back and he has that for his 8 Plus and he, he loves that. I don't love that because I don't need my phone lighting up in my face all the time. Um, I much prefer it sitting down. Uh, but you know, that's, that's really it is just like, yay, batteries. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, I mean that, yeah, that's a step up for you quite a bit. Um, for me, it was even smaller, uh, a step up, but I've, I've been, uh, very impressed with it because typically in, in years past on day one with the phone, um, because you're using it so much and trying out new things. And also because, uh, things are downloading to the device as you get your, you know, get everything set up and logged in. Um, it's going to run the battery dead and, uh, or down quite a bit. And I mean, this is a, f- a nearly full screen phone, um, that's pretty bright and I've not had any issues, uh, with battery. Like even on day one, I, didn't have to think or worry or be concerned about battery. Um, so I've been really impressed as well with battery life. Um, and with Animoji, uh, the thing about that that surprised me was the level of detail um, involved with with the face tracking and how much of it you can actually see. With some of the characters, you can like puff out your cheeks and the character will also puff out its cheeks and the um, the 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 crinkling or the the wrinkling rather of the forehead is pretty um, 
pretty good. Uh, so I've been I've been really impressed with it, and I think it's a lot of fun. And um, the Animoji karaoke, and then also uh, tying things to s- scenes from movies and all this other stuff. It's it's really silly and and delightful. Yeah, so oh, I've really enjoyed seeing all of those. You should do uh you should tie you should do a scene from the office with uh <gasps> with an emoji. Oh my goodness, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <gasps> oh and, and then snap, I will have Joe. watched uh, another scene from the office. That's that's <laughs> that's good. It's the only way. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I have to now. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be busy today. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, and it's surprisingly easy to do. Uh if you're if you're if you have an iPhone ten and you're like, how do I make these videos? Uh you basically uh open up the iMessage app uh for Animoji, then you swipe the little carroty arrow thing bar all to make the uh the whole thing full screen. Um, so that you're not just looking at the tiny little preview, but it fills the entire screen with the the largest resolution animal head you can have, uh, or robot, or alien. And then you uh, start screen recording, uh, which is a widget you can add to your control center, and you should have it just because it's fun. And when you uh, record yourself lip-syncing to the music, uh, then you can take that back in later, trim it up, um, put down the music track uh, that you want to use, and uh, export that, uh, and it works pretty well because it's relatively easy to record things on the screen uh, mm-hmm. these days in iOS 11. If you didn't have that feature, if, if you couldn't record the screen, then you'd require whatever it was. Was it like uh, you'd have to plug it into your uh, to your Mac and then set up a QuickTime recording and do all yeah. that other? Yeah, I know. Or just only work in ten second increments. Yeah, uh, that's that's the other thing is that there is a ten second uh, increment limitation to it um, that I'm not a fan of. Oh, also, I use clips for the first time. Uh, oh, that was bad. I don't recommend clips. Uh, no, it's it came, so confusing. It, it came by default on the phone, and uh, when I used iMoji, I'm uh, sorry, iMoji. When I used iMovie to. Uh, s- to set the audio track because I needed to use uh, music that was stored on my phone for the audio. Uh, that worked, but you can't change the image aspect or crop it, really, um, uh, oh, except to zoom in on whatever the image is. And so that would have filled the entire screen uh, and cropped the unicorn horn and mouth. So that didn't work for lip syncing. So I uh, had to... Uh, leave it relatively uncropped with black on either side. Uh, pillar boxing is the technical term. Export it from there. Take it into clips, which can export square videos, and then use that to crop the uh, footage. And I was just like, "This is stupid." Now other people have better methods, and I would like to find out what those are. Um, but uh, but yeah, clips is clips is bad because clips also doesn't let you use your music library, whereas iMo- iMovie does. It's it, it's like here's a bunch of generic music beds you could use for your clips, and it's like what, what the the f's the matter with you? Why would I want to do that? <sighs> I don't like clips either. No, no. It, but you know it was on the phone, so I had to give it a shot. Hey, yeah, at least you gave it a shot, and yeah. you didn't throw it away. No, no. I mean, I'm gonna throw it away now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I meant your shot. Yes, you know, yes, yes. Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. Um, hey, but, hey, hey. <laughs> zing, zang, zuby. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. I mean, I'm relatively impressed with this phone. Um, I thought, I, well, I was very, I was very concerned that I would have this phone and I would be somehow let down by it. Um, especially considering the phone's price tag. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, as we've discussed, I hadn't upgraded uh, a phone in a very long time. I had uh, gone from an f- iPhone 4 to an iPhone 6, and then I stayed on that iPhone 6 until this weekend. Uh, so that was a long time with that. And while the body style had stayed relatively similar over the years for, for that line of products, uh, the internals were definitely not the same. And so... It's a, an enormous performance boost. Um, unfortunately, Slack still brings it to its knees because it web views and like whatever thread locking BS they have going on there. So, yay, good good job, Slack. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Slack. Yeah, but uh, 
what, what uh, you, I'm sorry, you were going to say? I was going to ask you about another little thing, um, because I saw you tweet about how with a modern phone and a modern vehicle and a modern life, and a modern <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> I don't say, I didn't say those last things. <laughs> you did not say those things. Uh, what'd you say? Modern. Modern. Uh, I said office. modern phone, modern car and iOS 11. Uh, how, I, modern software. Yes. I, cause I had, okay. Hmm. So the other thing, like I had said, the insurance card thing, and I said I wasn't in an accident. Well, what I was in was a was a was a dealership. Um, because Wait, you mean you accidentally went to the dealership? I well, I didn't. It was that okay. we had an appointment. Um, so, <laughs> uh, for about a year, uh, Jason and I have been talking about replacing my 2002 Honda Accord. Um, it it, it was uh old and busted, and uh also increasingly requiring uh maintenance that uh exceeded the value of the car um which is not good because uh you then you're basically spending what that car is worth on that car uh which is not good i don't i don't really care for that financially speaking um and you can get into the whole sunk cost fallacy thing of like oh i just paid for this so i should keep running it but then something else will break and then you'll pay for that and then you'll be like oh but i should keep going because uh and then something else will break because i i right before i went to europe a couple months ago uh well two months ago uh the uh spark plugs the battery and the brakes all needed to be replaced so i did that uh and i didn't even make the money back on that service on my trade-in for that car so no the the car the car was not in good condition uh and like my phone which i kept for a long time i kept this car for even longer and I try to be very practical about these sorts of things. So uh, I had considered several options before finally settling on uh, a Honda Civic. Um, and uh, I got the, the Honda Civic Touring uh, sedan, um, which is surprisingly basically the same size as my Accord. Uh, because over the years, the Accords have gotten bigger and the Civics have gotten bigger. So now a 2002 Accord is the same size as a 2017 uh, Civic. Uh, and uh, one of the advantages of this car uh, was that it was going to have uh, modern stuff that my other car was not going to have. So it has things that I'm not used to, like push button start. Uh, I keep taking out my keys and holding them in my hands. <laughs> and I'm like, where do I put these now? Um, and then I got to like try to put it back in my pocket while I'm sitting down, which is dumb. Uh, and there are cameras uh, that I'm not used to either because you can see where you're backing up. And it's just uh, unbelievable because then it's like, oh, well, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking down. I'm looking at the mirror. I'm looking down. Looking over my shoulder. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking down. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's something I'm getting used to still. Uh, and there is one piece of technology that it comes with uh, that that is uh, CarPlay. Um, and it doesn't really come with CarPlay. Technically, it has it has the ability to use CarPlay because, as you know, it uses your phone to drive an interface on the screen. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically sort of like the original Apple Watch kind of uh, where it's like, hey, all the the intelligence for this is is on your your smartphone. And uh, all it's doing is, is blasting it to a screen. And that, that center console screen is just acting like a dumb display uh, for whatever is being piped to it. And uh, I have to say, I was very surprised when I went to go use CarPlay and it mostly worked uh, as advertised. Um, I had expected it to be worse than it was uh, just because I had heard all of the negative reviews when CarPlay first came onto the market. Uh, I think that strides have been made over the years and i can't tell how much of that is you know ios 11 versus ios 10 or ios 9 but um i can tell you that uh the the current iteration seems to be pretty decent uh there are a couple of glitchy weird things that i'm noticing uh sometimes i need to unlock my phone uh in order for a third-party app to be able to play something uh it seems that uh but then once that happens it, then it's fine and the phone doesn't need to be unlocked and i don't need to push anything in the interface on the phone it just seems to hang for a while uh Ooh. so i need to think about that but i've only had the car for like you know 48 hours so uh there's that and then there's uh uh maps uh which is sort of i don't know 
uh, one of my nemeses. Um, I never, I've never liked Apple Maps. Um, I, I think they've made enormous improvements over the years uh, to what they had initially shipped, but uh, I still think they are behind Google Maps in, in most ways. Uh, when they added lane guidance this last year, that was sort of an improvement, except I found a couple of exceptions to that. Whereas uh, Google Maps has lane guidance on all of the roads, uh, including like, you know, six lane boulevards and streets and avenues and stuff. Uh, the, the Apple Maps does not. It just has uh, freeway uh, lanes and freeway entrance and exit lanes. Um, I don't know why that is, and it might just be regional uh, to Los Angeles, but uh, it's annoying. Um, so if you need to get in the second from the left lane in order to uh, get to something, then you won't know that. You'll It'll just show you a left turn signal. Uh, but on the freeway, it'll show you all the 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 lane guidance it's 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 odd and some of the lane guidance has been wrong um uh where the it seems to be at least out of date uh one turn lane it told me it was a turn lane was not a turn lane and i had to go to a different freeway entrance one time uh but that was that's all in the past because uh i haven't i haven't gone to that freeway entrance again uh the uh plugging it in and it working seems to 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 be fine and using siri for it is okay uh saying you know take me to a destination in my address book works flawlessly um saying take me to uh let's say firestone um which is a there's a brewery called firestone um it will just show you a list of every uh firestone tire uh an auto (laughs) service center um around you uh and uh, that's, you know, that's just how Siri, just how Siri is. Um, fortunately it doesn't make you select it on the screen. It will, uh, say, do you want me to read, uh, the options to you and you can pick from what I'm reading. Uh, and that is uh, a welcome change over how I was using this in the past. Whereas, uh, I had my iPhone six plugged into a cassette adapter, um, which was, p- uh, put into the cassette tape deck, uh, inside of my 2002 Honda Accord yeah and then it would be like pick something on the screen i was like i'm doing that um that's not safe uh the uh uh other thing about it is that uh when you invoke siri uh it's pretty fast uh but sometimes it fails uh i've had it say there's no internet connection i'm like i know there's an internet connection i don't know what what you're talking about so you still get some of those fun siri interactions that siri is known for the world over uh and the other thing was uh, this morning I was driving over here and I was like, oh, play the Mass Effect 2 soundtrack, which I know is in my music library. Mm-hmm. And it says playing the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. And what? I was like, no, that's not that's not even close. Like other than having the word soundtrack. <laughs> it must have been trolling you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it must have. Uh, so it started playing New Attitude and I was like, no, this is it's not the one. Uh, and sure enough it was in my library uh and when i had parked the car i could scroll through and find it in my library and hit play and it worked and it was just like what how did you how did you interpret these words wrong uh so there's there's that uh i do have access to amazon music they have a carplay app but you can't use uh voice to control it because siri has no third-party media integrations similarly you can't use voice to control overcast um which has a carplay app uh that's also a minor annoyance i do wish that apple would add that to siri kit uh it it's long overdue in my opinion and it would certainly help in the carplay situations as well as uh just general about the houseness and uh eventual home pods eventual home pods is sounds like the i don't know that's that's like a horror story yeah i mean it's not developing to be uh what appears to be a good product on paper um, but you know, I'm not buying one, so I'll never find out. Uh, but, uh, you, you were planning on buying one because you have, you kind of have to do it. You need it for your job. You need it for your work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I might be able to talk myself out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the, all the news hasn't excited you. No, I, <laughs> I have, I, I, I lose interest with every passing day, every passing moment, even. 
That's a that's another Bing Bang, not a Zing Zang. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I just I don't think it's for me, and I also don't really have a reason for it. So yeah, I similarly same boat. Um, and I I briefly thought, you know, uh, now that I have this car that has Siri, and it would be easier to access my music library through her, uh, perhaps I should. Uh, bite the bullet and use the music library corrupting uh apple music service and just deal with with that nonsense and then i was like oh you can't get the words to this simple album correct so no never mind it's not gonna be any better for me um yeah so that that it doesn't really seem to be a compelling reason to buy a home pod at the moment could you imagine having your 350 dollars speaker sitting there and asking it to play something and it played the wrong the wrong thing from your library and then there's I would no be angry there's no screen so you can't change it <laughs> and well i just don't understand it i don't understand why it's the way that, why are you the way that you are it's this expensive expensive speaker it's uh, it's like it's this it's almost the size of a of a uh an old mac pro trash can model and yet they can't put the processing stuff inside of it it makes no sense to me well, i don't understand why it has to be done from the phone it's it, it's always plugged in as well um amazon's choice of you know building everything that it needs right into the thing or sending it off to the server the stuff that it can't do right there on the thing but it doesn't have to connect to my phone and use my phone to send stuff to the server and figure that stuff out i don't i don't understand why they can't do all the processing right there on the on the home pod itself it doesn't make sense uh i will tell you why it makes sense okay why does it make sense because this is like the apple watch accessory where uh they basically prototyped it based off of what they could run on ios on a phone uh beaming that information to another device and then eventually they're going to ship uh stuff that runs on top of the the home pod itself just like they did with the apple watch but it's probably going to take i don't know two three years for them to start doing stuff like that just like it took the the apple watch two three years for that um i i think that it, it's a good way to prototype stuff for testing internally in a lab i think it's a terrible way to release a product um and uh, that was definitely something that Apple had left out of their HomePod in- introduction, but uh, made waves in the news the other week uh, when it was like, oh, so that A8 chip that you were you were uh, so happy with, the one that powers the iPhone 6 and the, the Apple TV fourth generation, you were thrilled with that chip, uh, but it, it does nothing. It, it delivers no performance. It's It's streaming the stuff from your phone and it is uh also um with air with a um oh god what is it airplay 2 uh mm-hmm. it can do sort of like a chromecast thing of establishing an internet connection based off of what you're playing so that way you don't have to use up your wi-fi bandwidth streaming something to your phone to stream over the same wi-fi to your your home pod it doesn't have to do that but uh that that doesn't necessarily consume all of the A8's uh, horsepower in that scenario either, uh, and it's it's doing some audio processing because it has to try to turn uh, the audio source that it is getting into stuff that will map to all of the various speaker components that make up uh, its its mono speaker, its giant mono speakerness, um, which is it's just very strange. Uh, but whatever. Um, I, I am not interested in it and I think it's, it's kind of sad to, to see how the, the Siri home as it was known for the last two years and rumors basically turned out to be just an expensive wireless iPod hi-fi, um, mm-hmm. at this point. And, uh, the, it still isn't shipping yet. No announced ship date. Uh, it was supposed to be end of the year, but, uh, we're in November now. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think it might be like when they ship the original Mac pro, uh, 2013 model by the end of the year. And, and it was technically like, you know, the last couple days of, of December, it might yeah. be that, uh, it might be like, yeah, it's available for buying now. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, We'll ship it in December. Well, okay, it's December thirty first. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think then I will just have to wait for a future model. Um, this product seems 
the most reactionary of of anything that Apple has made in a while. Um, where you know, I think Apple tends to stick to the stuff that they know really well, and uh, were sort of you know have done have done well in their main their mainstream of of content. But it's like uh, Amazon and and uh, who else? Amazon and Google and and other companies were like like Sonos Microsoft. Were, were, oh lordy! Uh, you get your uh, Cortana, Harman Kardon, whatever thing. <laughs> that's another bing bang and not a zing zing at all um have have all shipped these smart speakers and apple's like we should probably get in on that and then they made this thing and they really didn't get in on that in my opinion they they uh got in on something but it's not it's not what what others are offering so uh, I'm sure there's probably, you know, a market for this. I don't think that Apple would have made it if there wasn't, and those people will be happy with it, I'm sure. But uh, certainly not for me. I I have uh, no interest in owning one. And in fact, I think the only way that one will end up in my house is if um, my company's going to purchase it for me. Because uh, other than that, I'd not, I just, I don't. I would. I don't have a reason to spend the money on that thing. It's, it's too, uh, like sound quality is not enough of a a need for me, a requirement for me, that uh, the cons of the device aren't outweighed by that one pro. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, hopefully, second and third generation versions of this will uh, set it free from iPhone or iPad and make it its own device that can do all the processing right there on on board. Yeah. So how sad is it if you start playing something and then you're going to leave the house and your and your uh your partner is, is there just like so what am I supposed to do? He's like, oh, "Sorry, no more music for you." <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but uh let's let's very quickly talk about one last thing uh okay. that is very minor news. Um not even news. Uh just so something I'm perturbed by. Uh, the uh, the Apple TV uh, 4K has has a uh, version of the iOS. I'm sorry, TVOS 11.2 beta out for it, uh, where it's they Apple finally added uh, mode switching, automatic mode switching. Um, that was something that Apple had decided that they didn't want to do and had given statements to the press that they felt mode switching was inelegant. They didn't like the screen going black or other interface elements appearing on the screen uh, to interfere with the Apple experience. Um, basically, when your uh, TV changes uh, from like 24p to 60 or something like that, and it displays like a, a, a thing up in the corner and it's like, oh, HDMI 3 is doing this. And in Apple said that that was not not pretty uh but turns out that um standard definition uh i'm sorry standard dynamic range as it is referred to now um basically what everybody else had known of as just how video used to look uh that that looks like but when you try to map it to high dynamic range which is the default uh of the the apple tv and since there's so much uh, but uh, that's still available for viewing. Uh, that that has made the situation pretty difficult. Uh, because then you're looking at stuff that does not look good in order to look at a couple of things that look good. Also, the frame rate um does not match the content. Uh, so you are doing something where certain frames get doubled up. Uh, in order to display something that is 24 frames per second at 60 frames per second. Um, they're they're not divisible. Uh, the uh solution to that now is with the automatic mode switching it will actually switch over to 24p uh and it will actually uh play content that is um the the older older stuff that's pre hdr it'll play uh in in that non hdr format for your tv uh and so it makes things better and it makes audio video geeks less angry uh that is not a default option though it's interesting to see them do that i wonder if it's just to tamp down the negative press that they get uh whenever these products ship um that next time matthew panzerino or uh uh patel does a review of the the next apple tv they won't be like oh 
you know, it's great except for this thing. And then they have three paragraphs about what makes that bad. Um, <laughs> basically, they want to get rid of those three paragraphs by having, by saying, oh, look, you could turn this toggle on if you want that. And then then kind of quieting down those reviews. But uh, uh, I'm uh, whatever. That's fine. I just want to turn it on. But you can't get that for the Apple TV fourth generation. The $150 box that Apple still sells uh, as their introductory Apple TV model uh, for everybody who doesn't have 4K TVs. Um, the that that model gets nothing uh you don't get the manual modes that they added um where you can manually set your device to playback at 24p um i don't know why uh i I would very much like to do that because it would just be a nice thing to have so i did something i don't usually do and i follow the radar uh and it's it's out there in the world uh, and the only reason I did that is because I'm in the beta program. And if you want to actually give them beta feedback, you need to be running iOS beta in order to have the feedback app. And that is the way you file feedback for tvOS. Um, and I'm not doing that. So I filed a radar. Uh, and uh, that, that system is better. They got rid of the pinstripes at some point. The last time I, I did it for my music library problems, it had pinstripes. <sighs> but yeah, just, just, just a minor annoyance. And with that, that tiny grievance... We can end this podcast. We can end the podcast. It's another successful episode. Yay. Zing, zang, zooby. Zing, zang, zooby. It only came up like four times, so that's not bad. No, no. It's, 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 it's just enough. Just enough zing, just enough zang. Maybe a little too much zooby. A little. You're right. A li- It's just, yeah, just a, a tad too much zooby. Hmm. Uh, bye. <laughs> Bye.